Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, March 12th. Like we said in the past podcast, we started reading Shazam by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. So we're going to be talking about the first, it's a little more than half, honestly, like we picked it. We picked a spot in in the middle of this trade to to stop at, but yeah, it's it's a little more than half. I thought it was half, but it's a little more than half. Anyways, we also got a trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem animated movie that's coming out. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about that. So have y'all gotten to see that yet? Yes, I did. Yes, uh, same. Yeah, I think it'd be a good one to talk about too. I was gonna say, what's your well meters in? Oh, we're just hopping into that one. Well, oh. hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I honestly, I'm, I'll be like whelmed to pleasantly whelmed, I think, as of right now. Okay. But at the same time, I think this one would, would be a little bit more fun to take my kids to. Like, I think they'll they'll enjoy it. Like, at least the way that it seems like that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of it. Like how it's the CG is done and like how it's kind of more of a... The art style? There you go, art style. There you go. For some reason, I was just having a brain fart there. <laughs> but yeah, do it with that. And it seemed like kind of the dialect and what kind of stage in life the turtles seem to be in. I think it'll be more fun for mine to go to see. But I think it'll still be a good one. They definitely seem like teenagers. I mean, are your yeah. kids going to be okay with this? Like, I know you let them watch a lot more of adult stuff. So like, I know. <laughs> They're going to seem like... This this what what is this like kitty crap? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they definitely seem more like teenagers than this, and I don't know how I feel about that. But Richard, what's your well meter on this trailer? Uh, I'm overly whelmed. I I think this looks fantastic. I love they're they're they got teenagers for once, to play the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And I love that they're nobody. Like, these kids are nobodies <laughs> that are doing the voiceover. And they're doing great jobs at that. Like, I loved the part in the trailer where Donnie gets the sigh in the leg, and they're all, like, <laughs> screaming and running around, and Donnie's all like, it's still in my leg! <laughs> it's so funny. Honestly, got, uh, got like, the Ace Ventura vibes from that like yeah, it's in the bone exactly it's in the bone yeah <laughs> i i uh i thought you were talking about the art style the art style i love because i'm so jaded of the netflix netflix wow what, what is wrong with me the disney <laughs> and pixar and honestly dreamworks like sanitary like everything's just smooth and this has some like edge to it, it reminds me very much of uh into the spider-verse this has character oh, yeah. to it the art style and I'm digging it. I'm digging every... To me, I feel like this thing's... At least this trailer, it's firing on all cylinders for me. Yeah, so as far as the art style goes, I, I got major Spider-Verse vibes when I sat there and started watching it, but then it also looked like Claymation, and I hate Claymation. Oh, and so, that. like, it threw me off, and I was just like, oh, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this at all. I am whelmed to pleasantly whelmed by it. I know everybody is like over like over the top in love with the fact that they got teenagers to do like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it's in their name. But like throughout the comic books and throughout like movies and everything else, they've never seemed like 12 and 13 year old teenagers. You know what I mean? Like they've always seemed like if they were teenagers, they were like 16, 17 years old. If they were teenagers, you know, like they were much young adults or whatever. Which I think also helped kind of show their, like, going on their own and doing their own kind of battles and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Mm. Because, I mean, I don't expect to see, like, 12 and 13-year-old kids, like, battle, like, adult men, you know? <laughs> like, even if they're mutant turtles, like, that's, I still don't anticipate it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking at the cast right here. I think the cast is freaking amazing. So, I've, I'm quite surprised. You are talking about, like, here on Google, it says one of them is Brody Noon, and he's he uh they got a picture of him. I don't know which turtle he plays, but he looks like the boy from he plays Raphael. Okay, he looks like the boy from 
Ah, uh, what's that witch movie? The Disney witch movie. I'm blanking here. Somebody help Hocus me. Hocus Pocus? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Hocus Pocus. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he, lo- he looks like the main boy in that movie. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh, wow, did he just never change? Like, what happened here? <laughs> so, uh, per IMDb, the only thing he's been in is Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. He played Greg Hefley as the voice. Oh, yeah. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. He was Evan Morrow. Marry Me. He was George. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. He was Greg. Again, Good Boys. He played Thor, which I don't know what any of this is. Anyway, and Boardwalk Empire. He was Tommy Darmati. But yeah, all these, like, looking these kids up, they're they're like, nobody. Like, (laughs) I mean, I take that back. Some of them have some very like substantial voiceover work in their stuff, but like as far as like acting and stuff like that, they're nobody. I thought you were going to say Tommy O'Doyle. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know what that's from. Help me out. And then O'Doyle rules from, oh, uh, from okay. Billy Madison. I thought I thought that's who it was. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't want to assume, but yes, yeah. I know no, you're good. You're good. We got Bebop and Rocksteady in this. Voiced by Seth Rogen and John Cena, which I think is great, honestly. Like, I, I really do think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Seth being yet another pig, like he's playing yet another pig <laughs> in some sort of animated movie is hilarious to me. So the obvious one is that he was Pumbaa in The Lion King, the the remake of that. Mm-hmm. But I believe he was a warthog or something in, or some kind of whatever in the Spiderwick Chronicles, but I cannot remember for the life of me if that's what it was, and I failed to go back and look. Yeah, I I've never seen that movie, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he was like some kind of goofy goblin thing or something in there. Jackie Chan is Splinter. I think that's like yeah. I, the only other thing I have, person I think you could get is maybe Jet Li, and like <laughs> so yeah, I'm like yes, Jackie Chan is Splinter. That's awesome. Yeah, wonder if he'll do his own stunts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They got him in a mocap suit, that little ping pong ball suit. <laughs> and he's doing his all his own stunts. Yeah. The other ones that I have, I'm I'm like shocked at some of them. I guess not shocked, but like, I don't know. It's kind of an odd. <laughs> I think I know what you're referring to. <laughs> Do what? I said, I think I know which one you're referring to. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. All right. As far as like the other casting goes and stuff like that, I like the lineup of like characters that we're getting, but there was no mention of Shredder at all. Does that bother y'all? Honestly, uh, not not really to me. Uh, I mean, he's been in the main. Obviously, I know he's he's the main the main bad guy for the the turtles, but I don't know. I'd Did you sh- almost call him Tittles? Well, I was going to go through the whole like <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I was like, ah, I'll just cut it to Turtles. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> I like I said, I know he's like obviously the main bad guy for them, but I think it'd be interesting to to see who they bring in as the the baddie for this one. They got a whole list of them. It looks like though, yeah, like it's insane. Oh, really? So the name of the movie is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, and the list goes on and on of all the different mutants from like the cartoons, comics, whatever. You got Mondo Gecko, Leatherhead, uh, Bebop, Rocksteady, obviously Wingnut. Superfly, Ray Follette, Genghis Frog. Uh, I think those are all of them. I may have skipped one. But anyway, so the, the villains are the mutants. So we're going to get mutant, you know, a mutant gecko, a mutant crocodile, a mutant pig, a mutant rhino, all that stuff. Like that's clearly because Shredder has not been mentioned or even casted for IMDb. They're, they're building some kind of cinematic universe thing. They're going to have sequels and they're going to lead to Shredder, which. I believe the current run, if I'm like the IDW, didn't they do that, Michael? Where like what, what's Shredder's like niece's name? I can't remember her name. It starts with a K. I think her daughter is actually taken over now. Is it daughter? I, I think so, or granddaughter. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, she was like leading the foot, and then they kind of like led to Shredder being the big bad. So I, I like this. Like, I think it's a nice little story. To, it's a nice change of pace, too, because how many movies have we seen where Shredder's the villain at this point? Yeah. And I, I just think it's a cool idea. Her Wikipedia, it's K-A-R-A-I. Oh, ka- Karai? Karai. That, thank you. Karai looks more like in the Mirage comics and is the Shredder's daughter who appears to ally with the turtles. Mm-hmm. Is what it says on Wikipedia, though. So. 
as far as I, I don't know, I, I there's always a shredder. Like there's all like ever since I've been like watching, reading whatever the turtles, there's always a shredder. And like there's no, you know, crane either. So I was kind of thrown off by that a little bit as well. So we do get a Baxter Stockholm though. And it's played by Juan Carlos Esposito. Like yes. Gus Fring himself. I think that's a great casting. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you think he's gonna be a fly man? Uh by the end of the movie, yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I'm going to assume he's like the cause of all this. Yes. I, well, I think, I think the Foot Clan, they're doing something like the Foot Clan's running his whatever science experiments he caused and created the turtles. And then, you know, he'll create more mutants to, I guess, stop the turtles or something. But yeah. Yeah. And so we get... Like you said, a leatherhead who's voiced by Rose Byrne. <laughs> that's the one that's weird to me. That threw me <laughs> off, like, really bad. I was like, uh, okay. So, yeah. Superfly, voiced by Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube. By far, like, top ten rappers of all time for me. If not top five. Ray Filet, Post Malone. I think that's going to be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Mondo Gecko, Paul Rudd. Absolutely. Why not? Genghis Frog, Hannibal Burris. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> I think yes. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Cynthia Ultram as Maya Rudolph. Oh, that's the one who I missed. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about that one. I, I I think I'm just tired of Maya Rudolph, honestly. Like she just <laughs> think I'm just tired of her. I'm gonna butcher this name and I apologize to this lady. Wingnut Natate Natate Natisa Demetrio. I'm trying to find Wingnut. Oh, Natasha. Yeah, I don't know how to say that last name. I didn't look it up. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with that. Uh, that lady. Oh shit! Yeah, she's ah, oh, she's in what we do in the shadows, the the television show. I fucking fucking love her in that show. <laughs> That's funny. The only thing, and I haven't even heard nothing about it, which I'm kind of glad. On one hand, I'm kind of glad, but somebody, I heard somebody else talking about it, and they were saying that you know people are kind of bothered that April O'Neil was a black lady. And, like, I feel like this day and age, like, you kind of have to expect some things are going to change and stuff like that. Like, I, these these are, like, characters that I've known for forever. You know what I mean? And so, like, it, it does kind of, like, hit a soft spot for me. But I also like the fact that, like, we can sit there and branch out and stuff like that. I don't want people just to be held to whatever was, like, put down in comic books and stuff. So... I don't know. People shouldn't get bent out of shape. I mean, it's kind of a bummer to not see, you know, a redheaded April O'Neil the same way as it was a bummer to not see a redheaded Mary Jane. But I mean, I'm sure she's going to do a great job. Her name is Ayo Edabry. Yeah. Edabury. I didn't have time to honestly look. Out of bio? No. No, not out of bio. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Does it bother y'all? Does it bother y'all at all? I'm going to assume not because I mean, none of us are bigots on here, but like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say that Peter Laird has even come out and said, which, uh, by the way, that there's a reference in the trailer for it. They're, they're, the turtles are like sitting on top of a rooftop and there's a big neon sign that says like Mr. Laird or something. Yeah, I forget what it yeah. says. Anyway, uh, Peter Laird had said in the past that April O'Neil was intended to be like a mixed race person. He was, she oh, wasn't cool. intended to be white. The cartoon did that because they wanted to sell toys to more people. And yeah, because she was supposed to be like an inner city person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense too, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they did it also in the recent, I want to say it's the two, I can't remember because there's so many different other cartoons now, but there's a recent version of April O'Neil that's black as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. On Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. The only th- the only thing I will comment that I find weird is that there is a weird like race swapping of gingers in 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 <laughs> in uh in movies as of late. It's very odd. <laughs> I will say that. It's kind of a touchy subject because I don't want to come off as like racist because honestly I don't care. As long as the person conveys like they capture that character of yes. what I love about that character. I don't give a damn what race they are. Yeah. But it's just odd because we, we've gotten, you know, just bring it up real quick. Yeah, you mentioned MJ. We've gotten uh, 
April O'Neil. We've gotten Little Mermaid. Uh, what else? There was a, a, the, the, I was watching Black Adam. Spoiler alert for that. Was it Cyclone? She's normally a redhead in the comic book. She's now been made African-American. And it's just, it's very odd. <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird. But yeah, anyway. It's along the same lines of our blonde-haired, blue-eyed people you know, that are close to Superman-powered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, I didn't mention it on that episode, but I can kind of see if Kara's a cousin, and I know cousins can look different, but I get what they're doing for audiences to understand that, like, she's related to Superman. So we're going to, you know what I mean? Like, Kent is black-haired. Yeah. Uh, I forget what color his eyes are, but... Anyway, it, she looks closer related to Henry Cavill Superman or whoever they decide to recast as Superman as opposed to a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl. I will say this much. She looks almost identical to the Injustice version of Supergirl. Oh, does she? I've never read those. I'm talking comic book, like, costume, hair, everything. She looks freaking identical, but she didn't share the same name. That's the only difference. So... Again, I mean, I'm with you. As long as they, like, can play the part right, you know, I, I just don't want to, like... I think it's so cool, though, that she was used to... She was supposed to be in her... Like, and that makes complete sense, honestly. Like, absolute complete sense. And I do want to sit there and say this as well. I never liked Megan Fox's April in the... Oh, yeah. That yeah. made me so mad when that happened. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, Same. you're just getting her... For the sex bill, like that's oh yeah, it. That's the only reason you're doing that. Oh yeah, it made me so mad, so mad. This doesn't, but that did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 I hate the Michael Bay <laughs> turtles. I I love. There's a slight joke in this that I think is a reference to the Michael Bay because everyone said they all looked like like the they said the Michael Bay turtles looked like little mini Shreks, and they say that in this trailer. <laughs> And I think that's a reference to the Michael Bay ones, and I think it's hilarious, but yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I love the Michael Bay ones. Ugh. I love the actual <laughs> turtles themselves. I love the way they were done and stuff like that, but as far as, like, I didn't like Splinter. I didn't like April O'Neil. Bebop and Rocksteady were okay. Shredder was okay. Like, it, I, I really picked those kind of apart, honestly, but it's also the turtles I hadn't had in years, so, you know. Jeremy, did you ever watch the Michael Bay Turtles? Uh, that, no, I didn't. No, oh, actually, man. oh wait, no, I think I went. I watched like the first one, and there like two, maybe three. Yeah, there's two. There's two. Yeah, yeah, I watched the first one, but yeah, it did obviously didn't make that much of an impression on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I look forward to possibly taking my son to go see this. He's not really a turtle fan or anything like that. He's not like I've shown him the '90s cartoon, and he's not really gotten ever into it or anything like that, which is. That's fine. It's a little disappointing, but it's fine. Uh, and that's only because like the turtles held like such a big place in my heart. Like, yeah, I, I when I was growing up, my big three were it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was eighty nine Batman, and it was Ghostbusters. Like those were my three passions as a child. So much so, like I mean, you see in my videos, all my videos, I have an animated like turtles thing behind me, and I've gone and started getting like voice actors to sign that picture behind me. So I've got Renee Jacobs behind me and uh, the guy that did the voice for Raph and I got Kevin Eastman on there. So like, I love the freaking, like that's what I grew up on. So yeah, big place in my heart. If you want to hear more about the turtles, we did a, what you didn't know was comic books review of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original movie. So you can yeah. check out that hour long podcast about what we thought about that doing our review, whether or not it still holds up now. Spoiler alert. We think it does. So <laughs> You can also go watch that movie, too. <laughs> All right. Jeff John Shazam, you want to get into that? Yes. Sounds good. All right. So this is all backup stories from the Justice League. New 52 run written by Jeff Johns. And I, th I feel like it's pretty evident as you're reading it because of how many, like, splash page, full page splash pages you get as you're reading it. But what's y'all's whelming so far reading this? Mine is I'm pleasantly whelmed. You know, I still haven't seen the first Zam, so. Well, you don't have to now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so this, this is good. Like, I actually got to learn it's his origin and everything. So, I mean, it's been been fun and I, funny seeing he's a little little jerk. <laughs> so, 
But yeah, it's been, been good so far. All right, Mr. What about you? I'm whelmed, and it's not because it's a bad comic. It's because I've seen Shazam, the movie, and this is just the movie. It's just the movie. It's like right. there's a little slight changes here and there. So I was just kind of like, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, reading it, it's one of these books that feels like it was written for a movie. I've talked about it. I think like The Witches and some other thing that we've read where I'm like, it feels like this was written to be a movie. This feels like it's been written to be a movie. And a shocker, you know, spoiler alert, it was. <laughs> right. But it's also one of those that reads really quickly. Like, you know, before you know it, you're done. And you're like, wow, I read that in one hour. I feel so smart. <laughs> <laughs> At least I did anyway. I don't know about anybody else. But yeah, just whelmed. It's not like, it's not a comment on the writing or anything. It's just because I've, I guess I've seen the movie. I, I think if I hadn't, I'd have been pleasantly whelmed. Okay. And I will say like, it's, it's one of those, like you were saying, I did the same thing. Like I was just like blowing right through it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of cool. And like, like you said, you get done within an hour. And then that last one we read, you, you read for an hour and you get done with one page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. I am like overly whelmed by this book. Like I fucking love this thing. I know that it's like almost page for page, panel for panel of the movie. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But I love the subtle changes. And honestly, I feel like this is the movie I wish I would have gotten. Uh, I kind of really enjoy the original Shazam movie more, only for the aspect that I feel like we could have built to other things that this book did. But like, this is I I'm I'm so glad I actually have a copy of this because this will probably stay like in my on my shelf somewhere just to whenever. Um, like y'all are saying, it's pretty easy and quick to read through. Although I'm probably the slowest and worst reader out of the three of us. So, <laughs> but I think the artwork is on point. I love it, and I think the writing's great. Isn't here as well. So, and I really dig the subtle changes because it does give it like not a whole different story you know where they're going with it but like at the same time like it is a different story so it's it's almost like a different timeline kind of thing of like what could have happened so yeah it will i will say like that i guess i'll be one interesting thing on my end is like i did what we've done on other ones where i've like read this first and then i'll be seeing the movie so it'll be be kind of interesting to see what i what i think compared between this and the movie and what the way that y'all since y'all saw the movie first yeah will you be seeing the movie though yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it before we watch the second <laughs> one. I got to. <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I've never know with you, Jeremy. And you say one thing and then something happens and there's just no telling. So Yeah. Uh well I'll actually do this one and I'm like <laughs> finishing the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <sighs> one thing I wanna say is I feel bad for those who maybe was reading this when it was coming out. So I, I don't know what page, like there's no page numbers, but as you open the book, there's a small thing at the bottom that tells you this is originally published in single magazine form as Justice League vo- uh, Volume 2, Issue 7 through 11, Issue 0, Issue 14 through 16, and then Issue 18 through 21. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, is, it, it is so confusing. It would have been a nightmare to read this when it was coming out, I'm glad that they collected them all and put them in its own separate little like trade paperback kind of thing. And yeah, I, it, it works really well too. That's one of the other things that you always have to worry about with these backups. Do they, do they flow well from one to the next? And it did. I, I was very pleased with that. So this is, I didn't realize that. So, so, and is that what a, a backup is? Is like basically where it takes the issues of its story and then compiles them as like one, volume it's a comic within a comic it's yeah. usually in the back part of a comic and i guess jeff johns really wanted to i can't remember was he editor-in-chief of dca at the time he he becomes editor-in-chief at some point in like the mid to late like 2010s because this came out in 2013 i can't remember if he was editor-in-chief anyway he wanted to tell shazam apparently while he was telling the justice league and I guess there wasn't like maybe he wasn't editor in chief because he would have just greenlit having a Shazam dedicated comic. So he just shoved it in the back of of uh Justice League. And yeah, anyway, to answer your question, yeah. So the the backups that's usually in the back of it 
And then I guess someone somewhere was like, you know what? We should put this all in a volume and sell it as like a trade paperback. Well, I was going to ask like, so in the, like when you're saying the back of like, I mean, is it just in the back of what is like, is it still like he's in the back? So like, there was a Justice League title book, comic book that was coming out. It was a new 52 and it was all about the Justice League and the story that's going on in the Justice League. Well, then you get towards the end of that book and there'd be like two or three pages, more than likely, equal out to maybe four, something like that, front and back. And it would have pieces of this as those two and four pages. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? So it's, yeah. So it's literally like the end of whatever issue, like comic issue book that you're reading. Correct. Yeah. It was literally the end, but it wasn't tied to the exact story that was going on with the Justice League at that time. Oh, okay. So it was like a whole separate story, like like Richard was saying, a comic inside of a comic. So like it was a whole separate thing that they were building up on or whatever. Yeah. But like Shazam was part of the Justice League at that time. And so it was kind of giving him a new origin story since he didn't have his own comic book at that time. Okay. Yeah. And this was all during the New 52, which was like a big world reboot of everything. So also to give a little bit of insight of how I read this, I read the individual copies, because that's just how I wanted to take notes and it'd be easier that way. So yeah, like you would go into Justice League and by like page 19 or 20, it would end and be like on the next issue of Justice League, it'd say like in the bottom right-hand corner or something. And then the very next page would have the start of the Shazam comic and it would say Shazam over at like the top of it to let you know like this is now the Shazam story. Okay. So was he mentioned at all during the first part of that comic or is it just he's literally just that's the only time that he's in that comic is at that end of it was who mentioned Shazam Shazam. Yeah. So he was the story that we get is in issue zero and it is a, a issue like it's Justice League issue zero and it is completely and totally dedicated to Shazam. It has nothing to do with Justice League. It's it's weird, but it, it's it's issue zero. And usually, I think that was printed after the fact. I'd have to look, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, in other words, Justice League issue one came out, two, three, four, five, whatever. I forget what the reading order I, I just said. But anyway, uh, <laughs> by, by 11, they were like, okay, we're releasing issue zero. And that had just Shazam in it. And I believe it's just, if I'm not mistaken, issue zero is all like Billy getting... The, the power of Shazam at that point. That makes sense. Hmm. So at the new, because there's another one, uh, Green Lantern number zero of that new 52 run is also the origin of Simon Baz, if I'm not mistaken. So I think for zero, they might've done several origin stories and stuff. But you were talking about how it's like separated from, you know, 7 11, 0, 14 to 16. It, it's not as bad, honestly, as it sounds. But I totally with you on like, if they don't keep up with it, while they're doing these single issues that it can just totally get messed up and not read right. So if I'm not mistaken, when they hit 11, there might've been a 12 and then zero or it was zero and then 12, but I can't remember exactly, but it's in, it's one way or another, something like that. What, what, so what, what are you saying, Michael? I'm, con I'm confused. You've confused me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, what, what, I, what basically what I was getting at is that once you get 7 through 11, and those all have like the single issue stories, the backup mm -hmm. stories in them, well, then it, you either got 0 or you got 12 and then 0. So like there was a one, there might have been one issue in between 11 and 0 mm -hmm. that didn't have a backup story at all. Yeah, 12 did not. 12 had no... Okay. 12, what is it? The next after zero, it's 14. So 12 and 13, Justice League issue 12. This is very confusing. Uh, Justice League issue 12 and issue 13 had no backup issues of Shazam whatsoever. Right. So what I'm saying is, is while you're reading it, like if you were getting single issue copies, you would have got 11 with a backup story. You would have gotten 12, no backup story. You got in zero, all backup story. Yeah. And then you would have gotten 13, no backup story. And then you had gone 14 to 16, all backup story. Or yeah. you'd gotten, you know, backup stories in those single issues. And then 17 would have came, none. And then 18 through 21 and you're done. Yeah. So it's not as bad as it sounds. Like throwing that zero in there makes it sound way worse than it actually is. But yeah, no, I'm with you on it. Like <laughs> you're kind of expecting it at that point in time. It's like, oh, there's not one. Oh, here's a whole issue of it. <laughs> oh, well, there's not one. Oh, well, it's just a backup story now. Like, <laughs> 
And see, like, this is this is why, like, whenever I go into a comic book store, I last like thirty minutes, and I have no idea what I just. <laughs> yeah, well, that me, that's my point is for 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 new readers and stuff because also while reading issue to issue, there's nothing that tells you check out Justice League issue whatever for what you need to read previously or yeah. what what's to come. Yeah, and I get why because they probably were like that, being that this was a backup. You know, they were like, hey, next issue, do you have the next part of the story? And Jeff Johns and Gary Frank were probably like, uh, no, we need more time. So that's why it was like, it waited a couple of issues and then eventually came out. Maybe so. I will say it does say on my my like credits page or whatever that I have that at the time, at least for this book, Bob Harris was senior VP and editor-in-chief of DC Comics. Okay. Jeff Johns was chief creative officer. So I'm like, he had like a, a pretty big title. Yeah. So that's probably why he got to do this. So yeah. What did what did y'all so we've talked about like I don't know. I almost don't want to spoil it for Jeremy now. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go from here. Well, like comparing it between the movie? Yes. Uh, well, he it's his loss. We're spoiling it for him. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you can go ahead. <laughs> There's no black Adam in the Shazam movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of figured that. There's no Black Adam at all. I'm glad because you can't, like, if you're building up, once again, like like the Shredder stuff, you don't want to build up and blow your load in the first movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just not going to be interesting. You want to build up to the big bad. Yeah. They definitely did hint to him in the movie, but yeah, they never, you never actually see him proper anyways. But there is somewhat of a backstory as to, like, why yeah. things are the way they are. Because, like, the, the villains in the first movie are the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they mention those in this book. Yeah. Dr. Savannah as well is the... Oh, is he? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. So the movie version, Dr. Savannah, it, it, it's almost exactly the same, except for... So in the comic, it just starts off with him. It's very uh, Watchmen-esque, where he's looking at a bunch of monitors of thousands of people that apparently got summoned to the Rock of Eternity... And was, I guess, tried to see if they were pure good so that the wizard Shazam could give them the Shazam powers. And in the movie, it starts off as him as a child and he gets summoned to the wizard Shazam and he gets put through a trial to test if he is good and he fails and then gets sent back and there's this horrible car accident. I don't like that because... I don't know. That almost makes him a sympathetic villain. I like the mo- uh, the the comic book version better than the movie. Okay, uh, I will agree with you on some of the stuff that I don't. I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but some of the comic book stuff I felt was better than the movie stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. The whole the whole way that we get Black Adam, the whole way that we get Savannah in the comic book, I liked way more. Now the actor that portrayed him in the movie, I thought he was spot on. He's a great actor. He's been in the Kingsman yeah. and other things like that. But yeah, I I totally was digging the the way that we were getting the bad guys and stuff. And I like the way that like, well, no, I take it back. I don't like how they did Billy. I like the movie version of Billy better. Really? Yeah, because I don't like that he was like scheming with this old lady to try and get no. adopted for however many times. I like that he was just kind of a runaway. They just kept running away. And yeah. wh- whoever picked him up, picked him up. And then they went back into the system and so I, I enjoyed that more. Did you like? Sorry, Jeremy. I know this is we're we're getting the movie stuff out of the way, so that way no, you you're can, fine. Uh, did you like how I hate this, and I'm glad they did not do it in the comic. I hate Billy trying to find his parents, and then he finds her, and she's just a complete and total shit person. And <laughs> I I hate that about the movie totally. Yeah. I think it should have been cut from the movie. I like the comic book version where he doesn't really, he doesn't know how to find them. Yeah, where he's like, he's not even really, he's not even looking for them. Like, yeah. he's just, he's ready to just be on his own. And I think yeah, that, exactly. I think that puts more emphasis on him becoming Shazam, honestly, because like, even in the book, he's like, I'm an adult now talking to Freddie and stuff like that. And we get kind of that scene right before Savannah comes in to kick his ass. Yeah. Like, He's like, no, there's no reason for me to sit there and go back being a kid. Like, I have I have an adult body. Like, I am an adult now. Like, I can do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I do think it kind of plays more off that than 
him looking for his parents kind of thing. Even though like that whole him like looking for his parents and stuff pulls on my heartstrings so bad. But like I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I, I don't like I, I like the comic book version better. Is Tawny in the movie? No. Tawny. The tiger? Yeah. Oh, kind of. <laughs> I think she may show up in the sequel. I'm not sure, though. I do <laughs> I do like... I, sorry. I like that he feeds it a burger with no pickles. The smart tiger. Pickles are terrible. <laughs> I've called yes. them the cancer of the sandwich. They are terrible. I hate them. Come at me. Anybody who likes pickles, I dare you. <laughs> I love pickles. Oh my god! Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Sandwich cancer. What's wrong with a pickle? Because it oh, seeps terrible. into every orifice of a sandwich, and then all you taste is pickle. It's tangy goodness. Oh my god! No, it's sour. It's like oh no. It's a rotten cucumber, is what it is. No. <laughs> my wife. I argue this with my wife. She's like, it's not rotten. It's pickled. And I'm like, it's the same thing. <laughs> Like, the best is relish on a hot dog. No, absolutely not. Oh, uh, yeah. Chili cheese oh, is the best ooh. thing with some mustard and onions. That's the best thing on a hot dog. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I want to say that, like, so in the movie, Billy loses his mom at, like, a, a fair kind of thing. And I want to say they were shooting for darts. Yeah. And he was like, hey, I want the tiger. And she's like, mommy's trying, honey. And I think that was what that was maybe a reference to was the type the and maybe I'm just looking too far into it. But like it after reading this and seeing the whole tiger in the book and then like the prize was a big stuffed tiger. I'm like, OK, that's probably what this was referring to. Like, yeah, yeah. there's also rumor has we may see a Tawny the tiger in the in the sequel. That's what I've kind of been hearing. I don't know for sure, though. OK, that'd be cool. But yeah, there's no zoo. There's no zoo in the movie, so don't think you're going to get a zoo. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they incorporated the car scene in the movie from the book to the movie or whatever, where like the kids that are bullies or whatever, their dad's a piece oh, of right. shit as well. Yeah. The briars. And so like he goes over there and like throws their Hummer or whatever up in the air and it lands and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I like the movie version better, honestly. Like, I like the way how all that kind of played out where, like, the, the bullies were older, they had their own vehicle, and, like, it was kind of a real quick and done and over with kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So, whereas this, I kind of feel like drug on a little bit. I like the movie version of the parents better, of the, the foster parents. Same. They had more character. Yes. Yes. And, and they actually, you know, were Hispanic. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, the Vasquez's, and they're like they look like a bunch of white people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yes, yes. Talk about whitewashing, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's great. Uh, they really, they really didn't get any kind of time to to do anything with the parents in the comic. Like it's it's just they're there to adopt him, and about all you get. Yeah, seems like That's so far. That's really all you get most. I mean, you get maybe a little bit more in the movie, but it's not. I mean, it's they're easy to love. I mean, yeah. because the dad is Jerry from The Walking Dead. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that guy, I fucking love him. Like, yeah. we talked about how, you know, I got to sit there and, and see him at one of the last cons we went to. And he is just the coolest guy ever. Like, I, he's awesome. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm more curious to hear what you got to say, Jeremy, on this, because like, I know you're a big like, hey, I want to read some more. Yeah. So like, how does this like, do you like this? Do you like this style? Do you like this format, the art? Like, what's your, I know you're whelmed by it and stuff like that, but like, I don't know. I kind of want to get like more like what you think about this. I, I mean, really, I, I, I've enjoyed this, like, compared to the most recent one that we like read. <laughs> I like this a whole lot more. But the one thing I, I do like about this is that it like it it gives you the opportunity to really look through the pictures and the and the art there and actually kind of get more of a understanding of it instead of just to like get a whole paragraph of wording and then like in the bottom corner is like your picture. So I like actually being able to see the characters and that type of thing, like and and 
Also, it's to me the, with this style too. It it allows you, at least for me, it it allowed me to get more like feel like I'm in the in the comic. Like whenever you go to a movie, you feel like you're a part of that movie. You feel like you're surround like you're in that world almost. And like with this one because it wasn't so overloaded with words and that there's those pictures and it, like I could, I could actually put myself in that comic more like and actually still be surrounded by that, that world. So I, that part of it and that the way that this one's written, I've, I've really enjoyed because it just, like I said, the other one, you just felt like you're sitting there for an hour just to read one page. And so <laughs> it just, it got more laborious and tedious to, to read it. It felt like, but this one, you just kind of get to let go and enjoy the story. Okay, cool. Cool. Solid answer. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, like, like I said, I, I really like with this too, is that, that it's, and y'all have already said that it, it's very similar to the movie. So I, I like having that to where I can kind of compare this now and watching the movie and then also maybe have, have insight into the second movie. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. I know, Richard, you said something about watching Black Adam and like Black Adam is kind of like a big bad of this book. Like, is there anything you saw from Black Adam compared to what you've seen in this book? So not to spoil anything, but it has stuff to do with the seven deadly sins. Okay. And yes, in the movie, they don't say it's seven deadly sins, but it's like a demon and they form together to like become Sabak. But there's very much, um, without spoiling once again the second half, uh, we also get the origin of Black Adam. And it's got a, a nice little twist. And I haven't finished watching Black Adam, but it seems like that twist is also going to be used in this movie. So yeah, it's 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 cool. It's interesting. I I think they I'm kind of sad. Like, in other words, I'm kind of sad that it didn't do well. Cause even myself, I didn't go see it. But it seems like they were setting, like, using this book as, like, their roadmap mm -hmm. to doing a Shazam versus Black Adam. And it would have been cool to see that, actually. So that was, that was going to be, I had two questions. Is One is that in Black Adam, is it the same kind of, like, his, what's his name, going to find Black Adam? Savannah. Yeah. Dr. Savannah. No, and that's one of the, so, my one of my notes is that that should have been what it was in the movie. It wasn't like that in the movie. He was looking for the rock of eternity. Oh, okay. So I guess he found him, but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Uh, yeah. Oh, I just got that. Wow. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> You mean um, Twain the Rock? Okay, I yeah, see. yeah. I like feel, literally, I feel very. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was going to be my my other question is in in this the the comic they're setting up Black Adam as being the the main villain here. I mean, I'm sure we probably did talk about it, but I don't necessarily remember. But as far as who's going to be the main villain in the second part of Second Shazam, is it just? Yeah. I mean. So, I, <laughs> this is the this is the one issue that I have with I can't find anything else Shazam related for the new 52 era. This was like a one and done thing and I think it's because it didn't sell because no one really likes Shazam and I kind of don't blame them but at the same time this was a really good read. So I, I they're doing something about like the daughters of Atlas or the daughters of Zeus and I think they're pulling from like old like Wiz comics Shazam stuff. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Michael. I, I don't know. I didn't look all this up, but I think that's what they're doing. And it's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> I could never find the actual characters that Lucy Liu and uh, what's her name are portraying. Helen Marin. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, they're supposed to be. So, yeah, they're supposed to be daughters of Atlas and it leads to Greek mythology, which I think. We may be getting Wonder Woman in Shazam 2. That'll be weird. I know that there's like, I saw a TV spot or whatever, and it's kind of like the, the director's kind of aggravated about this. I saw in an article mm -hmm. because he's like, hey, there's a major leak out there. And if y'all don't want to know it, you might want to stay away from stuff. But that's just good advice anyways. And I'm like, yeah, that is kind of good advice anyways. You're kind of letting everybody know what we already know. 
But the fact of the matter is, is that like I saw a still of it and there's a woman that looks her outfit looks a lot like Wonder Woman's. It's extremely blurry, though. Mm. Extremely blurry. But we're dealing with Greek gods. It's come out that, you know, in Wonder Woman that she she was kind of like the daughter of Zeus. So she has that, you know, kind of demigod blood thing going on. Yeah. So yeah, this it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's what it was. I've not yet gone and like confirmed it, confirmed it, but that's kind of like between what the directors are upset about and me seeing that blurry image, I'm like, okay, that's that and then the 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 daughters of Atlas and stuff like that and the Greek mythology that this has got. So yeah, I mean I, I kind of feel like that's what may or may not happen. I don't know yet. Uh, I guess we'll see because hopefully we'll get to watch it here in, you know, a couple weeks. So yeah. What uh what do you got, Richard? I'm sure you've got some notes on some things. Yeah, I I do. One one issue one, like I don't know, I think it's like three pages in or something. We learned that Billy has a podcast. Oh he may be lying, but I was just like, my note was, man, everyone has a podcast these days. <laughs> <laughs> when uh the Briars, the, the 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 like school bullies and their like rich dad comes in, I made a note. I was like, oh. Look, it's Draco Malfoy's dad. Because <laughs> it's just a blonde guy wearing like all black and like a scarf yeah. and looking all hoity-toity. I was just like, this this gives off, I, I don't know the dad's name, but Draco Malfoy's dad vibes. Lucius. Lucius, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so y'all can hate me for this. The art I was kind of meh on, like it's not bad art yeah. by any means, but it was just kind of eh. But I will say this, so to say that, I'm now going to say this, the image of when Black Adam is free, and it's that full page splash, Right. it looks dope as hell. I'll say that. Yeah. It looks so cool. The splash pages, like the the full one page splash pages you get in this book are fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I love pretty much each and every one of them. And like the artwork after that in the panels, I love. Yeah. So you can poo poo on it all you want. I'm going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to yuck your yum. I'm not going to do that. So uh, I don't kiss. So each his own. I, I look for like little Easter eggs too in comics because sometimes artists do that. When, when Billy is, is the last, it's kind of right before we get to the, the end. And eh, I take that back. I think it's like two more issues. But anyway. When he's in the Rock of Eternity, when he gets on the subway and he gets sucked into the Rock of Eternity, as he's walking by, I forget where it is, but you'll see some weaponry in like an anvil and you'll hear the wizard like narrating like towards the light. But there's like a rake. And I'm like, is that a magic rake? Like, what is, what is that rake? <laughs> he sees a snowman as well. It's like, was there truly magic in that old silk hat? Like, <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't know. I also like right after that, Billy, I circled this, but Billy apparently calls the wizard Shazam a molester. Yeah. He doesn't actually fully say molester, but he says, listen, Chester, that stuff might work <laughs> like candy on a six-year-old, but you come any closer, I'm going to knock out the last of your teeth. And I just think that's <laughs> funny. Learning this, I didn't know this because I don't follow Shazam all that much. Apparently, you have to mean it when you say the, the Shazam. Oh, yeah. That was one of the things, because he was like, say Shazam, and Billy was like, Shazam. He's like, no, like with emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, that was that was very interesting to me. Well, and like he said it later on, like as an adult, like as in, in the Shazam whatever, like he said Shazam, and I was like, well, shouldn't he be shrinking back down? But I guess like yeah. that, that puts it back to where like he actually has to mean it. I kind of like that better, honestly. Yeah, no, I do too. But I always thought it was just he had to just say Shazam because stories that I've read where it involves Billy, it was just, it seems like he just has to say it. But I, I don't know. It, regardless, it doesn't matter. I think it's cool yeah. this way where he has to mean it so that way no one can like force him to, you know, whatever. Because also in like the movie, it just seems like it's willy nilly. Like whenever he says Shazam, mm -hmm. like I know one time he's in a bathroom and, he's <laughs> and he says it because he's like he drank so much soda he's got to piss. And so he runs into the bathroom. Well, there's no zipper on his costume. So he's like, Shazam! <laughs> Which, I'm sure he meant it then, but I'm just saying, like... That's hilarious. I so I love the movie version better of when he gets his powers and then he goes and meets Freddy. 
and they're all like fucking about <laughs> because it's so weird. Like my note for this was, what is the crime rate in Philadelphia? Because within a matter of 20 minutes, he stopped a, uh, a purse snatcher. <laughs> they went to go get money from an ATM. They stopped a, a bank robbery. They go into a convenience store to buy beer. They stop the robber from knocking up the convenience store. And then as they're walking down the street, they find someone hot wiring a car that ends up shooting at them. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is the, what is the crime rate in Philadelphia? Well, they, they said in there that that's his like superpower. Yeah. To- well, he said he was wondering if that was his superpower. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. I made a reference to that. Like, hey, do you yeah. just, are you just able to find crime? <laughs> I love, though, I wish the movie had done this. I love when they get the 20 bucks from the the person that they saved from the purse snatching. I love the moment where they're like, we're rich. And like Shazam's <laughs> doing like a little pose. That was so cute. That felt very yeah. kid-like. Like, I was like, oh, to be a kid and and to think 20 bucks is a lot of money at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Awesome. What do you, you got anything else, Jeremy? No, I think I'm good. I look forward to reading the second half. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So next week, we'll talk about the second half of this book. And I think we're also going to sit there and try to watch Black Adam because it looks like there may be some like tie-ins with this book and Black Adam. So we'll do kind of like the same thing we did this time around, except for with the second half of the book and Black Adam instead of Shazam. Uh, Know that Shazam 2 is coming out. So we'll be trying to get to theaters and watch that as well and bring y'all a review of that. So be on the lookout for that too. Outside of that, Jeremy, where can they find you? Uh, They can find me on Twitch under handle Night Fury GTO. And you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, you can contact me directly on Twitter. My handle is Night Curry, night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank y'all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> what are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. <laughs> <laughs>